Two guys, two topics, two, two, two. two opinions. Two. You talk, give me two. This is the split story of the day on 975-1280 the zone. And the Zone Sports Network. It's a good opportunity, a, g- a good opponent for the Jazz to face for Boyan to get off the schneid. But uh, don't hold your breath. Royce penetrates, kicks to Boyan, bad pass, takes a dribble to his right to settle himself, fires three and hits. Boyan Bogdanovich is two for three tonight. And 14 points. Jazz by 30. Donovan in the lane, leaves it behind. Boyan straight down the barrel three. This one hits the front rim. your breath don't hold your breath don't hold your breath don't hold your breath oh oh the show is you know this is what i needed thank you thank you austin don't hold your breath jazz win First last all, night 118 to 88 hey ho ho whoa whoa if, if, if jazz fans had held their breath, they would have uh, exhausted themselves before the opening tip. Don't hold your I would breath. Just tell, I would just tell them to be careful until, until uh, you know, until Boyan actually made a few. I believe the context of the comment was, we'll see if Boyan Bogdanovich bounces out of it, followed by... Uh, Don't hold your breath. Well, we all knew that he was going to bounce out of it sooner or later. It's we just did? Didn't know whether it was going to be sooner. Because I think you what? were talking about no. releasing him a couple oh, of days. Oh, I was not. <laughs> Don't hold your breath. <laughs> oh, he certainly shot the ball well, uh, Gordon Bogdanovich. Well, it took him a while. <laughs> See, why do you need to do that? Stubborn. Seriously. It was a, the, the man was four of six. <laughs> yeah, he missed two, Jake. Come on. <laughs> yeah, they missed those early ones. <laughs> Finally. Take a breath. Oh, man. Don't hold your breath. About <laughs> time. Well, you know. Whoa. You know, I mean, like, like. <laughs> what was he, a plus 36 or something? Is that all? <laughs> Don't hold your breath. <laughs> Is that all? Oh man! Well, oh. he was playing. Look, you guys give me a hard time about hitting my left-handed grand slam against the kids who are a year younger than me. This was the equivalent of of the Jazz going up against you know, uh, you know, St. Mary's College. Fine, but yesterday you said he couldn't throw it in the ocean but, and uh, it never uh, would again. Don't hold. Your I breath. never said <laughs> that. Never I, I said, said he would shoot his way out of it sooner or later. But you you wanted his time cut though. In the meantime. No, I didn't say that. Yes, you did say that one. I've been exaggerating up until now, but yes, you did say that one. Well, just because I think they should bench uh, Jordan Clarkson until he can, you know, see the basket again. You know, I, <laughs> I never said that about Boyan. <laughs> uh, speaking of Jordan, and and we can we can get serious here and talk about the game. But uh, did you see his uh, his tweet after the game last night? <laughs> no, what he said. Uh, this is pretty funny. I think it, you in particular will get a kick out of this. Uh, let's see. Jordan Clarkson says, "Great team win. Keep growing. Keep getting better." Laying brick by brick, I think I took that literally tonight. 
which is pretty funny. Why Jordan Clarkson is hilarious and it is it has it has a lot of perspective. It seems to me. Let me put it that way. He's a man who would admit when he's wrong. He is somebody who would admit when they're He'd wrong. He'd probably apologize if he, you know, saying, owed I someone. missed on that one. Sorry about that. A guy who would say, hey, I laid it brick by brick tonight. <laughs> <laughs> probably say, you know, maybe I overreacted on that uh, Bogdanovich take. Oh, come but on. Boy, boy, I couldn't, she couldn't chuck it in the ocean. It was, it was bad for five or six th- games. You know, it's one thing to be off for a game or two, but he was just skidding all over the place. And, yeah, we knew he was going to come out of it, and he finally did last night against the junior jazz team. But, you know, I mean, it did, I, I didn't say he wouldn't. But if it were up to you, he would have come out of it playing five minutes a night. <laughs> <laughs> I never said For the that. stars. For the stars. Never said that. Oh, I, I love this it. show. I never said nah. it. Bossing. Good for you, Gordon. Well done. Uh, the Jazz played great. And here's here's really where I want to start with you. Uh, because the, Brooklyn, listen, they, they trotted out uh, the uh, not even the B team, right, the C team. And they were missing their, their guys. And then the guys that they did have didn't even play after halftime. And, and one of the guys that they do have or did have, the Jazz cut last year. <laughs> so yeah, they weren't they weren't going up against uh, the world champs. But let me tell you this: they weren't against Houston either about a week and a half ago when nobody played for that Rockets team, if you recall. And True. the Jazz did not play well in that Houston game, even though they came out with a win. He, Quinn Snyder, after that Houston game, if you'll recall, was pretty mm, he was pretty uh, transparent about his uh, lack of appreciation for their effort. And then you fast forward to this Brooklyn game, and it, it, the, the opposite is entirely true. They played great. Like, they should have played against Houston, but they did against Brooklyn, where everything worked really well. They were able to, you know, you hope, work Bogdanovich out of his slump. And uh, Mitchell was able to have a, a, a terrific night. Conley played great. George Niang was lights out. I mean, and, and they played great defense. So it's, it's what you would expect, yes, but, you know, compared to that Houston game, this is, this is a different story. Yeah, I'll believe Bogdanovich is out of his slump if he does it again. Okay. Against a real team. Okay. So, so, you know, Stop we'll it. See what, we'll see what happens. Stop it. But I don't know what happened to Jordan Clarkson. I mean, I, I, yeah, it was rebuilding brick by brick. I mean, you got to really try to go 1 of 15. I mean, I could come do on. It. Yeah, he's trying to shoot his way out of it. I mean, a bunch of those shots did come when the game was pretty much over. Some of those were crappy shots, man. Come on. I mean, yeah, but I, he's I, been I, taking crappy shots all year, and he's been that terrific. That is true. So, you got me there. You got me there. I mean, he's, his, been, he's been making them. But I, I, this is my thing with what he does. I, and, and, look, we're kidding around here a little bit. Jordan Clarkson's had a great year. But uh, that was bad last night. And I think the best way to come out of a shooting slump is to take good shots. You know, don't wouldn't you agree with that in all sincerity here? Uh, yeah, maybe he wants to examine his shot selection, but I don't think he should stop being him. No, and I don't think that's the jazz message to him. I really don't. I think there's a reason he can crack jokes about it on Twitter. Well, I mean, when you're when you're in a game that you your team won by 55 and you're minus six, something ain't right there. But uh, but well, they'll be. 
they'll be win fine. By 55. He's, well, he's not going to be. He's not going to fall into a hole the size of Bogdanovich's hole that he fell into. But he, <laughs> but you know, I mean, he'll be he'll be all right. He has this has been going on for a little while with Jordan too. Yeah, and he'll be fine. Yeah, I say you know bench him for a game or two and then bring him back. Is all. <laughs> That's all. Actually, That's see if you can that... see if you can make it a suspension and dock his pay. You know what I liked about that game last night and watching it is that Donovan Mitchell could have gone for 60 if he'd wanted to. Probably, yeah. And he was feeling it, and especially early. I mean, and, and if the Jazz had just fed him the ball the way Wilt was fed the ball when he scored 100, he, he could have gone. I mean, he was feeling it, and, and it seemed like uh, – I'm not sure because I didn't take notes on this, but it seems like in the second half he started missing a little more. But early on, he could not miss. And I thought, man, if if he wanted to, he could absolutely go off on this team tonight. But uh, he was – he was – scored a modest 27. Well, That's a point a minute. But, I, I mean, to, to, to point at your Bogdanovich take, I mean, he's doing it against nobody, so what would that actually mean? Yeah, I suppose. But still, those were the degree of difficulty on some of those shots were impressive. He was hitting from three, and uh, yeah, he uh, he didn't miss any dunks. Well, you know. and he didn't play the entire fourth quarter. Uh, we saw all fifteen players on the Jazz roster last night tying of, a, tying a league record. Yeah, ten of which hit three, hit the three. So that was yeah. I mean, that just wasn't a fair. Jake, have you ever been in a game when uh, when you got absolutely slaughtered by whoever you were playing? Like when you were pitching in high school, did you ever just get rocked? Oh yeah, uh, there's a story behind it, but yeah, I have been. What? What's the story? Um, you get into the chocolate room. No, I <laughs> I was having my best season as a baseball player, probably, and it was just summer league, you know, like summer league automotive. But I was. I was Honestly, I was an entirely average baseball player and, and probably was this year, but I was playing really well, right? And so uh, I I pitched one night, and then we had a game the next day. And my I, I've told you about my grandfather, who I who absolutely looked up to, and he himself was drafted by the Reds when he was uh, coming out of high school, and he was a pitcher and all this and that. So I, I was playing well enough that I, I had some sway with the coach, and I told the coach, I said, hey, how about a chance? Huh? I know I closed yesterday, but uh, how about Grandpa's a chance? Watching. How about a chance today? You know, want to get out and show my stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, fatigue's a thing. And uh, I probably gave up like <laughs> like eight, nine runs before they decided. You know what? <laughs> oh, we don't think you have it today. <laughs> uh, I don't know if it was eight or nine runs, but I mean, I got. I wonder. I wonder. I got disappointed. Your opponent started to feel sorry for you because I wondered no, about that they, last night. They didn't. <laughs> were the Jazz feeling sorry for the Nets after a while? No, they were playing Juwan Morgan. <laughs> That's why they didn't win by fifty. I, I don't mean to pick on Juwan Morgan. Ilya Sova had four minutes. They emptied the bench, so they did feel sorry for him. No, I mean that's what you do when you're up by that many. Mm-hmm. It's not. It's not that you let off the gas pedal and just said, hey, why don't you take a layup here? No, you you put in your guys who need some work. 
I, I just had that thought as I was watching that game last night. Actually, it, the, the Nets are obviously a terrific team. What, they'd won like 16 out of 18 or something, hadn't they, before that game? And uh, they were obviously uh, outmanned because half their team couldn't play, their best players couldn't play. And so I, I felt sorry for them a little bit, you know. But, but I, I, I started thinking about – have you ever been involved in a situation like that where everybody was feeling sorry for you as you were getting shellacked? That happened to me in a city league game uh, early, early on. I was still a teenager. When you rode and, crew, and, uh, <laughs> and we we were we were really playing well that year. We we had a great record, and we 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 ran up against this team that just destroyed us, destroyed us. And that hurt. It hurt bad. And I don't know how the Nets were feeling last night, the guys who were playing, because you're just, you're getting crushed. So uh, I imagine most humans at one, anybody who's played sports at one time or another has uh, has run into a situation like that where you just, you know, you feel like you're you're dirt because you cannot keep up with the opponent. It happens. It happens sometimes. Uh, too bad for the Nets and the Jazz get another W, so good for them. Well, hopefully none of their grandfathers were in the audience. <laughs> did uh, Austin, did you ever get uh, shellacked in any sport? Uh, those stories way outnumber the stories of good performances, yes. Austin's <laughs> really did happen often. <laughs> All right, coming up next, we will find out what uh, – Gordon Monson thinks was the most impactful trade made at NBA trade deadline. deadline. Just to mention, uh, the Jazz were not, uh, they did have a move. Uh, they traded for Raptors sharpshooter Matt Thomas. No, not the former voice of the Utes, Matt Thomas, but Matt Thomas, the basketball player, who's a shooter. Uh, Gordon, I don't know how uh, much time he'll get for the Jazz, but uh, he can shoot the basketball. He can, uh, and his percentages are, are pretty much off the charts from uh, behind the arc. He's got an interesting backstory. Do you know anything about him? He, Not much. I, I saw a video on him, and uh, he uh, he grew up, and his dad was a big sports fan and used to participate in sports with Matt. And then, tragically, his father took his own life uh, when when Matt was 11 years old, and Matt had a best friend who he glommed onto, and the two of them grew up together, and his best friend's dad uh, sort of took the father's role for Matt and helped raise him, went to his sporting events, and did all those things that uh, a, a very generous man would do. But then later, that his friend's father was, I guess he was out fishing or something, and they, they found his boat, but they didn't find him. And so he passed away as well. And so the story was talking about him overcoming these challenges. And then, he, you know, he had all that success at Iowa State as a terrific shooter, went over to Europe and uh, then earned a spot with the Raptors. It was very minimal, but uh, those shooting percentages are impressive. He seems like he's not much of a defender, but uh, he's, he's, he's got uh, terrific. He's one of the best shooters probably in the league. But he couldn't get on the court much with the Raptors, so we'll see what happens with the Jazz. So what was the most impactful trade of the day, Gordon? We can start there and work our way down. 
Okay, well, for me, uh, there's a couple of them that were of real, or three of them that were of real note as far as I was concerned. And, and then let me, let me spout them, and then we'll, let's figure out which we think is the most important or most significant, okay? Is that fair enough? The first one, Victor Aladipo going to the Heat. Um, I thought that, that, I mean, the Heat, <laughs> that's a sleeping, uh, good, very good team, if not a great team. And so Oladipo going to the Heat, I think, was a big deal. And then Aaron Gordon heading to the Nuggets uh, to bolster that front line. Aaron Gordon has been averaging about 15 points a game and uh, better than six rebounds. I think he gets about four assists or so, having a pretty good year, and uh, he can he can defend uh, really well. So that that could be a problem for the Jazz if we're looking at it from a Jazz uh, perspective. And then the Norm Powell trade to Portland. I think helps them in a, in a major way, averaging 19 points, and he's very efficient from the field. So those those were the big ones as far as I was concerned. Unless, Jake, you want to consider Lou Williams for uh, Rajon Rondo big. I don't know if you would. I think it's impactful. You're, you're saying it like, uh, like it doesn't matter. I mean, when Lou Williams plays uh, a, certainly a role for that Clippers team, which I found it interesting that they felt like they could sacrifice. Second of all, they needed a point guard so desperately they were willing to give up Lou Williams. So is the point guard the missing uh, key in the cog for the Clippers? I find that extraordinarily intriguing. Um, the, the best player to get traded I don't think is necessarily the most impactful. Uh, Nikola Vucevic. Uh, it right. was an all-star, and he got moved to the Chicago Bulls. I don't know if that uh, pushes the Bulls into playoff territory, but he uh, he was definitely the best player to get moved. Uh, I thought um, Gordon. I think I think that does. I, I think the Bulls. If I were to predict today, I would say the Bulls are going to make the Eastern Conference playoffs. Uh, okay, yeah, I could see them. Uh, I could see them moving up. Uh, uh, moving up the the. The pecking order, so to speak, in the East. Uh, I thought uh, players that uh, came West. Um, I think maybe. Well, let me shorten it up, Gordon, because you went through the trades there. I think the two most impactful trades are, are either one of two deal, uh, one of uh, one of two uh, trades. The Blazers uh, acquiring Norman Powell from the Raptors. Mm-hmm. He is a he's a really good player, and he does a lot of different things. And he's going to make that Blazers team, which is a team that is lacking good players. They have a great player. They have a couple of great players. C.J. McCollum's great. Yusuf Nurkic is really good. Outside of that, you got a whole lot of nothing. So to, to get Norman Powell, I thought was was extraordinarily impactful. And then you mentioned the Aaron Gordon trade, who I'm not I'm not as high on that as other people because I think Aaron Gordon is crazy overrated. <laughs> so I mean, could that have an impact because? Um, Denver lost uh, some stuff. Jeremy Grant in the offseason. Yeah, I mean, Aaron Gordon's good enough to to make you better. I just don't know how much. I don't know if that's the difference between, you know, Denver being an outside contender to Denver, you know, really being in the mix. I just I just don't know if it does that because I'm not big in the Aaron Gordon camp. I'm I'm not. Well, I I will disagree with you. But I, I mean, I'm not big on Aaron Gordon, but I think he will help the Nuggets. But the Nuggets gave up some stuff for him too. You know, I mean, they that that was, and that's the thing about a lot of these deals. I saw, I thought, I thought some of them were win wins. You know, it's sometimes you look at the deal and go, "What was that team thinking?" 
But I, I think that was the case with a, with a lot of these uh, deals that were made. Wait so, a minute. On the Gordon deal, you thought uh, Denver gave up a lot? Not a lot, but they gave up uh, uh, they, they gave up uh, some defenders, uh, I thought. Well, and, I, uh, I don't it, think Gary Harris has much left in the tank. Do you think and, he's done? Uh, he's pretty close. Um, and R.J. Hampton, maybe they're yeah, they're I, high on thought, his potential, but yeah, I thought I thought he had potential. I, yeah. No. Okay. Really? Well, I mean, so. if he does, he's he's a ways out. I don't think he's he was the twenty fourth pick in the draft. Mm-hmm. So I mean, maybe he pans out. Mo Allman was like the twenty fourth pick in the draft. Uh, but then they give up a first round pick in twenty twenty five. So a first round pick four years from now. I didn't. I I actually had a diff. I thought Aaron Gordon would fetch more, which tells me that the Nuggets don't really think he's worth what he's getting paid. But that's neither here nor there. Well, I I agree with you in this regard. The West keeps getting better. <laughs> Just what Jazz the Jazz want to see, right? Uh, I think I don't know, Jake. I I think Aaron Gordon does make the Nuggets better, and uh, yeah, we'll see. We'll see who's right, who's wrong. Yeah, we'll see how much. I mean, Aaron Gordon right now is uh, shooting a career best from three, and I I need to bring it up, but I think it's, it's around thirty eight percent. Yeah, thirty seven, thirty eight percent. So, uh-huh. does <clears throat> does that continue uh, on a different team? I don't know. He's a he's a good defensive player though, and the Nuggets need defense. So I'll agree with you there. Um, they they need help there, and they need a, a little scoring punch. I if you asked to, would I rather have Jeremy Grant or Aaron Gordon? I'd take Jeremy Grant ten out of ten times. Uh, yeah, yeah, I guess you're right on that one. But he's he he improves their chances from where they were earlier this year. I would agree and, with that. Yeah. So, and I definitely agree with you on Norm Powell. I mean, he's, I think he's had like six games this year where he scored thirty or more points. So he's he can be an explosive scorer. And he's averaging nearly 20 points a game, and he shoots. I think his effective field goal percentage is off the. I think it's like 60 or something. Yep, he's awesome. So, he's really yeah, good. So he'll have and you. You team him up with uh, with Dame Dollar and uh, McCollum, like you said, Nurkic. Yeah. So we'll see how it turns out. What'd you guys Evan, make of Evan Fournier to the Celtics? Yeah, yeah, that's a good. That's a good one. Uh, you know. <laughs> Gordon Hayward uh, being utilized by the Celts to help them now. Fournier's a, a really fine shooter. I like him. I uh, see. I thought there were some really impactful moves today, and, and maybe it wasn't the, the, I guess the headliner. The I mean, even though an All Star was moved, I guess there was only one All Star. But I thought there were some moves that changed some teams and that improved some teams. Uh, you, you know, maybe we differ a little bit on the value of Aaron Gordon, but I agree with you that he does make them better than they were. I think Portland, I don't want to oversell it and say they're a different team today, but, man, Powell is a good player, and I think there's a, a great role for him on that team. I think Portland is a lot better today. You mentioned Boston being better. Um, I think you know you can have differing opinions on Victor Oladipo, but uh, if he goes and, and Jimmy Butler gets him to kind of fall in line and play a role there, I think that could be fairly impactful. So I thought... You know, Rondo changes the Clippers because now they have a point guard. And what, you know, is it playoff Rondo who shows up? Because he still had a pretty big impact on the Lakers last year. Even though I'm not a huge Rondo guy, he manages to play out of his mind in the playoffs every year. 
So I thought I thought there was some stuff that happened. Given yeah. LeBron's injury, gentlemen, uh, and the moves that were made out west, do the Mavericks or excuse me, the the Nuggets and Blazers now have a better chance going forward than the Jazz to uh, win the Western Conference with the moves they made? I don't think so. Gordon might might differ. No, I agree. I agree with you, Jay. But I don't think I, LeBron's injury has impacts that in my mind. Why not? Well, the Lakers will slip, but if he's ready to go at playoff time, I mean, the Lakers will still be I the see. Lakers. But if he, I'll tell you this: how uh, if LeBron isn't right for the rest of the year, that opens the door for all of those teams that you mentioned. But I'm not so sure I would place them above the Jazz at this point. They are Fair? greatly. I mean, who specifically the Lakers? Uh, I don't think the Lakers care where they finish. Yeah, right. Exactly. If it, they just need those two players healthy, because that's that's the whole team. Yeah. So neither and, the the Nuggets nor the Blazers are a more more of a contender than the Jazz after these moves. No, but I think I they think are so more. They, they're better than they were. Right. I don't give them the advantage over the Jazz at this point. I, I'd pick the Jazz. In a, <laughs> I'd pick the Jazz in a seven game series over both of them right now. However. We'll see how these trades do impact it. Because I think Norman Powell, he has the potential to really, really make them like a lot better. Yeah, a lot of people are impressed with that guy. So we'll, we'll see how it turns out. I, that's why I said the West just keeps getting tougher. You know, I mean, it's going to be a battle come playoff time. And if the Lakers sink and the Jazz are near the top and the Lakers are near the bottom – and the Jazz have to face the Lakers in the first round? That's what they get for for, for finishing first in the West? What well, kind of booby prize is that? Well, there are a lot of ifs in that scenario, you yeah, realize. Yeah, I know. I know, but it's possible. All right, we'll have more coming up next. It is The Big Show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.